Welcome to another episode of the Powerless to Powerful Recovery Podcast. My name is Jason. I'm an alcoholic and addict. Our mission is to share experience, strength, and hope across multiple media platforms, the story of addiction and the road to recovery. We're not affiliated with Alcoholics Anonymous or any other 12-step-based organizations or groups in any way. Today's episode, we're going to be exploring Step 10, found on page 84 in the big book, the chapter into action. You know, you hear the maintenance steps are steps 10, 11, and 12. The principle associated with step 10 is perseverance because it's going to continue for a lifetime. In previous episodes, I've explained the steps as I see them in relationships. Steps 1, 2, and 3 is designed for you to develop a relationship with a higher power. I can't, 1, he can, 2, and 3, I think I'll let him. That's 1, 2, and 3. Four, five, six, and seven is designed for you to develop a relationship with yourself to figure out who you are, to find your identity, to realize in step four the causes of your condition, to face some facts and find some things out, to understand the fatality of resentments, to understand the fears and the self-sufficiency and the insanity of the way we handle our fears when when we're running the show ourselves, to understand relationships and the sex inventory, to get honest about one true self in step five. And take that leap of faith and share the deepest, darkest things, man. Those, those one, That one event that causes me guilt, shame, embarrassment, remorse, regret to bring it from the dark to the light. Because when it's in the dark, it holds power over me. When I bring it to the light and I speak on it, it takes the power away. Six is where I identify you know, the identity that I've created, the character assets that I possess, the person I've become. Of course, the character defects. Removing the objectionable, becoming willing to let go of the attachment to those character defects. And seven allows you to practice some more humility and reaffirm your third step decision. Understand that you've got a lot of work still to do, but you're continuing to move forward. Eight and nine is designed for you to develop relationships with others again. You start to clear the wreckage of your past. You make the amends where you've done harm. And it starts that healing process with the people in your life that you love. So 10, 11, and 12 are the maintenance steps. 10 is the maintenance of relationship with self. 11 is the maintenance of relationship with God. And 12 is the maintenance of relationship with others. You know, when you hear people say a lot, and I always hear it, and people say, I'm going to go home tonight, and I'm going to do my step 10. I'm going to go home tonight, and I'm going to write about it. That is not step 10. That is step 11. Not step 10. Step 11 gives you the specific questions and it says when we retire at night and it gives us those questions. Did I pack anything into the stream of life? Was I selfish more than I was selfless? Did I harm anyone? Did I live in fear? Did I live in resentment? Do I own amends? That's step 11. But today we're going to be talking about step 10. So we're in the middle of page 84 on step 10. It says, this thought brings us to step 10. Remember, this thought is coming about the promises that were previous, the ninth step promises. Now we're at step 10, which suggests that we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. We, we vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. That's the whole point, right? The whole point is to clear the wreckage of the past in eight and nine, understand everything in four and five. And not repeat the same mistakes again. But we're human and we're going to do things that we shouldn't do. And we're going to live in character defects. And we're probably going to harm people at times. But the whole point is, is to clear it up immediately. I can no longer carry any more wreckage or debris on my heart and on my side of the street. I just can't do it. So as these mistakes happen, I have to clean them up immediately. 
I can't afford to chew on a resentment for a while. I can't afford to harm someone and not have that conversation and make that amends. I can't afford to live in fear. I can't afford to have horrible relationships in my life. I have to be very particular with the people I let in my circle. I just have to. My life depends upon it. So I have to write these new mistakes as we go along. I can't form this new identity, but still see the old me in the rear view. That old me is long gone. I don't see him anymore, but I'm human. So I'll make mistakes, but I have to clean him up. Because remember, we've entered the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. It should continue for a lifetime. It should continue for a lifetime. And that is why perseverance is the principle associated with this step. Because this thing's going to happen for a lifetime. I'm going to continue to have to watch out for these things. So it's going to take perseverance. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. So selfishness, selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear, right? So previously, I've had an episode about character defects. And when I look at my character defects, I look at them in a tree, right? So I have this character defect tree. Now, the four roots of my character defects are selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. If those roots take soil, my character defect tree starts to grow and the branches start to come out. Every one of those branches is 100 different character defects. But if I can watch out for those four on a day-to-day basis from those four stems, 300 more. But if I can watch out for those ones and keep those ones at bay and continue to chop wood and carry water and keep them keep them in check, then all the other character defects will be in check as well. So those are the main four I have to watch out for. When these things crop up, it says. When they crop up, it doesn't say wait for the end of the night and write about them. It doesn't say wait till you get home and you turn the TV off, you made your daughter dinner and you're getting ready to go to bed, pull your journal out and journal about them. It does not say that. It says when they crop up. So when these things happen, when I start to feel because the program gives me awareness, especially of those four character defects, I have to handle them immediately and have that awareness because when I'm aware, I'm responsible. And by the time I'm at step 10, I have gained awareness and I should be responsible. When these crop up, we ask God to remove them at once. We discuss them with somebody immediately and make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we could help. So right there in that paragraph describes the three main tools. There's plenty of tools. Don't get me wrong. Each principle is a tool. Each step is designed to give you a tool. But the three basics of the program are right there. Get spiritually connected. That's the first tool. How do I get connected to God's will? Character asset, positivity, gratitude, selflessness. That's an easy way for me to understand if I'm in God's will or not. So get connected to God's will. Discuss them with someone. Talk about the way I feel. That's the second tool. No matter if it's good, no matter how I'm feeling, if it's bad, I have to talk about the way I feel. I no longer have the luxury of holding in emotions, especially negative emotions. But it's important to talk about the positive things too. So I have to talk about the way I feel. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. When all else fails, I go help somebody because it immediately gets me out of self. Now, it doesn't mean that if I got into an argument with my parents, I got into an argument with somebody at work, I got an argument with some, with my wife, that doesn't mean that it goes away. But after working with somebody, I'll have got out of self long enough to be responding, not reacting. So hopefully, I'll respond in a healthy way. That's why it's so important because working with another immediately gets me out of self. 
So those are the three main tools the program teaches you. Talk about the way you feel, get connected to your higher power and how you do that and the connection you've established and how you experience your higher power. Get connected to that. And then when all else fails, you just go find somebody to help. Love and tolerance is our code. I might not like you, but I love you and I'm there for you. And if you call me, I'm going to show up. I'm going to suit up and I'm going to show up and I'm going to be there for you to support you and love you till you can love yourself. And I'm going to be tolerant, man, because everybody is not on the same path as me. Everyone is not on the same path as you. Everybody's journey looks different. You got to meet them where they're at. Some people will never get it, but I have to tolerate everybody. I got to love them. I got to tolerate them. And I got to make sure I practice these principles in everything that I do. Love and tolerance is our code. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. This is kind of a good description of what recovered looks like. We've ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol or drugs, for by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor or drugs. If tempted, we recoil from it as a hot, from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That's the miracle of it. We're not fighting it. Neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It doesn't exist for us. That paragraph right there is a description of the recovered alcoholic. I could explain it in a couple different ways as well. What recovered means, it means not being in the midst of a mental obsession, a physical allergy, because remember, this is of the mind and the body. I obsess over it. It centers in my mind, right? Because it's a thinking problem. Because I think that this time when I pick up or when I use or when I relapse, that it's going to be different. Then all the other times, and I have evidence that shows me from year upon year upon attempt upon attempt that the same things happens every single time. So it centers in my mind. Then once I take the substance in, physical craving kicks in. I have a disease of more. I want more. I want more. I can't stop. I can't control it. I become powerless. I have no choice anymore. And everything externally is unmanageable for me. So being recovered, removing the mental obsession, the physical allergy, sure. This is a good description, like I just said, but also too, when character defects just don't feel so good anymore. That's how I know I've recovered as well. When being dishonest just doesn't sit right, because for a long time, it felt fine to me. Honesty was uncomfortable. Today, it's the opposite. I know I've recovered. When missing a commitment or not showing up for something that we committed to, we've told someone we were going to be there. That never bothered me before. Today it does. If I miss the slightest thing, man, it, it eats at me. I call, I make an amends, I, I get over there. That's how I know I've recovered. When character asset feels way more, way more comfortable than character defect. And when I live in a character defect through awareness, I can feel it right away, man. That's a good way to know I'm on the right track as well. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. This is our experience. This is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. It's easy, easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. Resting on laurels, just recognition of that achievement. That's what it means. I'm on step 10. Look at me. I'm doing so good. I made amends. I've worked a four step. I got honest in five. I'm good now. Take my foot off the gas. Go to less meetings, talk to my sponsor less, make job my job my higher power, 
make my girlfriend my higher power. And I'm letting up on the spiritual program of action. I'm resting on my laurels. Because it goes on to say we're headed for trouble if we do. For drugs and alcohol is a subtle foe. We're not cured of alcoholism. There is no cure to this. It's progressive. It's always getting worse, never better. We have to have an extremely aggressive recovery to stay ahead of this thing. The same lengths I was willing to go in my addiction, I have to be willing to go way farther today for my recovery. I got to get them feet moving every single day. If I'm not working on recovery, I'm working on a relapse. That's just the thing for me. That's just what it is. Because I got two choices. I either choose to live or I choose to die. That's it. There's no in between for guys like me anymore. Because we're not cured. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. What's a reprieve? A reprieve is a stay from execution. When you're on death row, they give you a reprieve. It's a stay from execution because this disease wants me dead. So I have a daily reprieve, a daily stay from execution contingent on me maintaining my spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. This could be referred to as a 10th step prayer. How can I best serve thee? Thy will not mine be done. These are the thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line all we wish. It's the proper use of will. Much has been already said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we've carefully followed directions, we've begun to sense the flow of his spirit into us. To some extent, we become God consciousness. We've begun to develop this vital sixth sense. But we must go further, and that means more action. This program's all about action, man. Nothing changes if nothing changes. Every day I have to take action, man. I have to engage myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in some way. I got to find a way to engage all four areas of my life and grow from it. I have to. So on a day-to-day basis when I'm doing this step 10, when these things crop up, not at the end of the night, when they crop up, immediately I handle them. Man, life becomes real, real good. So I encourage you, if you're on the maintenance steps, specifically past your amends and you're working on your step 10, watch out for selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. If you can keep those four character defects in check, it's a heck of a lot easier not act out in any of the other ones as well. So continue to do it, man. We got to go out there and we got to help others. We got to suit up. We got to show up. But if I'm not spiritually fit, I can be of no help to anyone. I have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition, a daily stay from execution. This thing is chronic, it's terminal, and it wants me dead. People are out there dying every single day. And remember what it says in that there is a solution. It says there are few fortunate to be so situated they can give nearly all their time to this work. And if you're out there right now and you're listening, you're one of those few who has the time to put that effort in, to take action, to recover. Make sure you're capitalized on that, man. Make sure you're continuing to go after it like you're dying. Because remember, we're members of a shipwreck, man. And I don't want to be out there in the middle of the ocean because that's what it's like in my addiction. Every day is a struggle to keep my head above water. Every day, man, it's just exhausting. And sometimes I just want to stop trying to swim, stop trying to stay afloat. I just want to drown. Today, I want to live and I want to help others recover from that shipwreck. That's what this thing's all about. Reach out to me. Send me some messages. Call me. Email me. 
leave comments on the podcast and any of the platforms that you can. Please ask for help. But remember, if you're on these maintenance steps, it's easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. And we're headed for trouble if we do because drugs and alcohol are a subtle foe. We have a daily stay from execution. Do your actions reflect the one who wants to live on a day-to-day basis to stay ahead of this disease? Only you know the answer. Because if they don't, it might be time to redouble your efforts.